of a ghost in the magazine. I'm Steph. And I'm Elle. I'm Mel. And I'm Jay. And this episode is very special because we're running a Call of Cthulhu campaign, okay? So my character's name is Jessica. I named her after Morty's love interest for no reason except for the fact that it was the first name that came to my mind. She's a super cool librarian who has a lot of knowledge in the occult. She's not very combat ready, but she does know some capoeira because she takes classes. Yeah, she's a little crazy and very cool. And I am the keeper of arcane lore. I'm Mel, you know, I'm athlete, ride or die. I'm definitely the person you want in the back of the truck, next to the gun rack kind of thing, for sure. Young, gritty, an activist, but definitely ready to put in some work, so. Hello, I'm BK, the owner and operator of a small burger franchise that you might be familiar with. I live inside Elon Musk's frontal lobe. My pronouns are it and what the fuck. Because that's what people tend to say when they see my beautiful plastic fears. I have a strong interest in the occult, but particularly the occult of cheeseburgers. What is the book called? The Cheeseburger Nomicon? It's the Necro Cheeseburger Con. Necro yes. Cheeseburger Con. So what's in it? It's just like all the burger names from like Bob's Burger Specials. <laughs> that, no, wouldn't just that all the burgers of the day. I wouldn't go to Bob's restaurant. No, 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 no. This is the king's restaurant you have it your way there so you know excuse us it is, it is quite a whopper jessica just died inside i think all of us kind of died a little bit inside <laughs> i'm dead inside. i'm plastic yes mel's picky about her protein i don't know <laughs> a paper crown won't sell it i don't know Ooh. Yipper. fighting work i don't know if you would take mel on I wouldn't recommend. Just me and my books over here. Not even with my bullwhip that I would occasionally use on my ex-lover, Ronnie McClown. (laughs) (laughs) Bullwhip? You mean tickling rod? (laughs) I want to stress, just to be clear, it was completely sexual. So, Seth, we are going to be going on this magical adventure with these wonderful characters here. So uh, let's get situated here with the inciting document. So these characters, what they have in common is they are all working at a literary magazine. Kind of like how, you know, that's what we all have in common here on this podcast. So (laughs) the inciting incident here is a letter that they get from their managing editor, who we know is Dr. Grandpa Brick Bardo Highcock. Dr. Grandpa. (laughs) Yes, Dr. Grandpa. If you remember, Dr. Grandpa was in the last episode because at that point, Steph was leading the journey. So we switch roles here. And uh, since Dr. Grandpa is stepping back, he has sent this letter to bring them all in. And I'm going to go ahead and read that for you. Editorial team, I appreciate you coming together to represent our magazine in my stead. I know it's short notice, but you know how it is. Trifling billionaire Jesk Muskrat hired a cyborg necromancer to revive my mortal enemy, the Sprug Daddy. Rumors on the internet have convinced me that they have not only revived and rebuilt the devious criminal mastermind from Arturos, but have outfitted him with a full cybernetic body, including junk. You know I can't have that motherfucker out there banging ladies and selling dimensional fusion bombs to the ne'er-do-wells of your planet. 
Anyway, while I'm fighting crime and saving the universe, you three are going to party with a guy who partied with Kansas. Friend of the magazine and former Bullet Boys roadie, Dundas Mackey, owns a party cabin out in the woods behind the Dairy Queen on Terminal in 86. Dundas and I go way back, and he's a little burnout, a little paranoid, but a nice fellow with an encyclopedic knowledge of cock rock, butt rock, and most importantly, chode rock. He's not only a great conversationalist, but the consummate host. He has a giant cookie jar full of assorted edibles, and his fridge has a never-ending stock of cheap domestic beer. During the party, you're going to be interviewing Dundas about this event that he's hosting next month. He has built a stage in the clearing behind the party cabin and is trying to procure a bunch of local bands to support a nationally touring band he was able to rope into playing via one of his Motley Crew drinking buddies who allegedly hung dong in one of their music videos. <laughs> the party itself is set to be a rager. Dundas is a really popular guy who runs in advantageous circles in the local art scene. You're going to want to vibe not only with him, but with whoever else you are able to rub elbows with. It's important to cultivate contacts and potential interview subjects during this party. Full transparency, I've noticed a weird undercurrent around certain hangers-on at Dundas's parties. Dead eyes, gray skin, thick patches of hair growing in the palms of their hands. I wrote it off as a bunch of junkies and wankers, but lately I've noticed some weird behavior out of Dundas himself. But then again, dude's a massive burnout. Though you've all met Dundas at at least one of our open mics. You know, the guy who wrote about bluebirds and blowing Jim Morrison near a dumpster behind an abandoned strip mall. I'm gonna include some press passes just in case he's violently high and has already forgotten our arrangement. So enjoy yourself, but keep your wits about you. I should be back by the end of the weekend as soon as I have smoked this bitch and rubbed my tiny balls across the bridge of Jess Muskrat's nose. Tiny balls get me every time, brother. <laughs> Yours, Dr. Grandpa Brick Bardo Highcock, managing editor of Clove Cigarettes Magazine. Magazine. Do you accept the assignment? Fuck yeah. I accept. 100%. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Why did you sound so hesitant, King? Yeah, I wasn't hesitant. I was just trying to think of it. A new type of burger. I your smell. Continue. Okay, so you guys are at, you know, Clove Cigarettes headquarters and a unmarked white van pulls up. There is a driver in there. He's of the race of Grandpa Highcock, you know, the Arturin. He's a little but guy. How can he drive? He has a complicated a system of wheels and pulleys. Exactly. And he welcomes you. He's going to take you to that Dairy Queen off of uh, Terminal in 86, if you're gay. <laughs> it's the good Dairy Queen in town. So you drive across town. It's pretty uneventful. You arrive at this Dairy Queen. I would like to say that BK is visibly uncomfortable being this close to a fast food restaurant. That is not his own. It's squinting. So the van pretty much just drops you off. And just says, all right, have a good time, drives off. So you are now in the back of this Dairy Queen. There's a single row of parking spots behind the crumbling curve that separates the drive through line. The blacktop's a little rough, and there are several potholes with mud and debris inside them. Behind the lot is an overgrown hedge that hugs around a large dumpster. You know, not the nicest looking, but it is the better Dairy Queen in town, of course. There's woods back behind the hedge. So what are you going to do? About the dumpster? Okay, I'm going to push you guys a little bit because you are not... D&D players or Call of Cthulhu players before. You're going to want to roll for perception. So the way that it works with Call of Cthulhu is different than the way it works with regular D&D. You have different perception skills. And so Steph and Mel have spot hidden and Jay has listened. So you're going to go ahead and do those rolls. Okie dokie. Three. You need to roll twice. You got three first, so that's 30. Three and seven. Okay, 37. And that's on listen. 
You failed. It's because your face is plastic. You failed because he's like visibly, viscerally trying not to vomit at the smell of leftover Dairy Queen rising. There is from no the leftover picture. Dairy Queen. Everybody finishes oh, then it must their be, Dairy it Queen. Must be from the kitchen. So, then. Steph and Mel, you guys don't have dice, right? No. I'll roll for Steph first. <laughs> Ah, uh, you failed quite a lot. We have Fuck. 83 and we're supposed to be trying to get underneath 25, I believe. Okay, so I gotta I gotta do a little math here really quick. Oh, there's math in this game? Yeah, there's math in all of these, which is bad because I'm not a math person. Oh, I'm not a math person. So I can't guarantee that my math is correct, but okay, so let's do Mel's roll. We're also going for 25 or under. No. <laughs> Mel got 50. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I spun the wheel a little too hard. You know? <laughs> so, Stop so using your muscles, Mel. Like so use your Jessica muscles. It's basically just like we the players are standing in this thing. We're not the characters at this stage. <laughs> it's okay. We're fine. So since everyone failed, you notice <laughs> a funky chicken nugget that has been eaten into a rough dog shape. Next to the nug, there are some tiny footprints that you recognize from the boot prints on the back of your calves, and you realize that there is a break in the hedgerow right there. What do you do at this point? Well, Jessica's dumb, so she's going to try to squeeze through the tiny hole. It's dummy thick. <laughs> right. I mean, she's smart, but not street smart. Are you so crawling she she through? Around. Yeah. Are you crawling through? Okay, so you're going to crawl yeah. through. <laughs> I feel like it's I need to do some tight, kind of bro. a check here. Just a second, let me pull you up. <laughs> what am I She's smart. here? Are you checking my smarts? No, it's no. not as smart. It's a, some kind of an athletic thing because you're crawling through a hole in a hedge. We do it's... capoeira. Okay, right, let's use your capoeira skill. Because okay. you're, like, right? you're going like how, this through How it. do they do in Bob's no. order? Pop through the leaves. You're trying to do it like very gracefully. So we're using your capoeira skill, which, you know, you're at 50% there. So we have a high. And my pants are a little tight. 56 and that's really close. So I'm going to say that you got maybe a snag and it ripped part of your sleeve here, you know, like right here at the top. And that's okay. Cause I can crochet. I'll crochet that shit back together. There you go. It's we're fine here, but the hedge. you did get through the hedge, and oh, happened. Technically, only Steph can see right now, or Jessica can only see right now. So, Jessica, this whole campaign is just going to be Steph thirsting over Jessica. <laughs> I love her. That's all right, there's nothing wrong with that. BK, after having spotted the chicken nugget, is trying not to violently throw up from memories of his uh. <gasps> There is a trail back here. Let me go ahead and read you the description of the woods. So when she crawled through, you guys realize that there is a break there. These two don't have to crawl because if you go to that little hole, you can like push the whole thing aside. And... Yeah, because her hips made the way for y'all. <laughs> it was I also was going so... to just tear through it anyway. So. Yeah, it was also just like an option, but you decided to go through like a like an animal. Hey, so I got <laughs> shit done. You did. You did. You got it done. <laughs> you did a good and job. And now she has an off the shoulder shirt. Right. She's but, a fashionista. Yes. It's it's. But it's I'll nice. fix it. It's yeah. Gonna be knitted. It. It's gonna. It's yeah. cute. Okay. You now know it's what? an original this. design. Right. Yeah. It's original. It's it's upscaled. Nice. Upcycled. Amazing. Upcycled. Yes. Okay. I got you. 
I got so y'all are now all three on the other side of this hedgerow and you're just standing here looking into these woods the woods are dark and dense with a mix of deciduous and evergreen trees due to the thickness of the canopy there is not a lot of growth on the in the depth of the woods giving it a bit of a tunnel effect however there is a well-established trail that runs between the trees it's wide enough to fit about two people two and a half people shoulder to shoulder the dirt on the trail is slightly darker than the dirt on the side of the trail and due to bk's wide shoulders since he is this big plastic man he, he can only walk like one one way like one at a time but mel and jessica could walk through side by side if they want are we holding hands if you so choose <laughs> Arm, arms length <laughs> So you have this trail ahead of you. What do you do? Well, we're going to link arms and walk through it. You're just going to yeah, walk through right the trail? Well, yeah. I Are mean, you... all right. It's dark. It's spooky. Mm -hmm. So Jessica's going to use her cell phone light. BK okay. so... is that third friend, like whenever the sidewalk is too thin. Well, he's got a big friends, old head. And two friends start walking ahead together and the third friend gets pushed to the back. That's BK right now. We should make you fault. walk first to catch all the spider webs. Oh, that's an True. idea. I vote for that. You're plastic. We'll the rear. If right. the spiders yeah. bite you, it doesn't... Do it doesn't anything. affect the plastic. Yeah, so BK is not actually the Burger King from the ads. His face is, it's more akin to the masks that they wear in the first Purge film. You know, with the big grin and it's just like plastic, but you can see like there's holes for the eyes because his plastic surgeon was terrible. I'm sorry, but respectfully, so uh, if this is a vote situation, I'm voting for you to still go first. Yeah, yeah, I you didn't oh, make that a case. Oh. It's like grabbing his labels like this and just walk it over. Yeah, you walk that way. What, what you're saying is he has area around his eyes that is like very vulnerable to yeah. spider bites. Not spider proof. Yes. Spider <laughs> That's what you're telling so, us. We'll pray for your yeah. eyes, brother. However, however uh, with Jessica's light, Jessica's walking behind me, so the light is just like framing him to whoever yeah. is ahead of him, which whoever, is terrifying. Or whatever. The silhouette of the Burger King approaching right. you. you have Intimidate. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Sense. So it's are you guys just walking through the trail? Or are you going to like do any perception rolls or are you just going to walk? We should probably perception roll, right? Because otherwise we're just fucking walking. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do some of that. All right. So Jay, you want to go ahead first? Three and a one. So you failed. I feel like there's a lot of failing. You guys don't have very high investigation skills, but you know, there's still a chance that you could get one of these. I believe Not in the fuck around and find out club. It's fuck the boot and find out. Okay, so Jessica failed. She's not going to hear anything or see anything. She's not spotting Surprise, anything. Surprise, shoddy. And <laughs> right. okay. so did Mel, unfortunately. So oh, fuck. You guys are just walking through the woods. Amazing. All right, so we're walking. And are you going to stay on the trail or are you going to go off the trail? That's the no. next question. Okay, respectfully, we can take this as a vote, but in my opinion, nothing good comes from getting off the trail. At least there's a trail, and that means someone has come before. I read this in a book once. You can trust me, I'm a librarian. And I mean, the dirt's a different color on the trail, so it's kind of, you know, somebody's traveled it before, possibly, recently. So I think keep on the trail. Yeah, someone with bad taste and burger joints. But, like, yeah. think about this, right? We're trying to get to this guy's house. I doubt a trip through the woods in that direction, and BK points to a tree, is better than 
taking the path right to his house. Period. Fair enough. I just wanted to make sure that that was your guys's group choice. So now you are going to actually get to see the map because you are going to come through the other side of the woods. So this is the end of episode one right here that we have come to. You guys are coming out of the woods. You see a little shack right here to the side. <laughs> this map is bitching. Here be trees, the shitter. It's a good map. Nice of that Dairy Queen. But that's, oh. that's, jealous? The, that's the property, okay? It's not the Dairy oh, Queen okay. itself. That's what the shitter looks like. I don't know if you want to go in there and risk spider bites on your balls, but that's what the shitter looks like. It is just an old, disgusting, dilapidated building that was once an outhouse. Jessica's fine. She's a fucking trooper, but personally, I am afraid of porta potties and shit. So she'll just hover. Like she's Gucci. I would shit in the woods for fun and leisure. So I'm definitely not in there. <laughs> it's just there. So you guys know it. You guys understand. This is like your lay of the land. You come out, you see the shitter. Off in the distance, you can see there's this big clearing here. And you can see Dundas's stage right. that he's starting to build there. There's a bunch of lumber out there. This out here in the distance is is uh, a hillside and there's an old shed up on the, the hillside. It just looks like an old dilapidated building like this one. And then you see Dundas's party cabin. I'm going to show dark. you the cabin. It's... Does it look like the Evil Dead cabin? Because if so, we're going to have a problem. It's a party cabin. Hmm. It's where parties kind happen. of party. She just seems like it's like to hide something, though. It does. Oh, oh, hi, she's cute. She cute. She's cute. So it's an A-frame cabin. And nice. that is the next episode, exploring the rest of this area here. So we have come to the end of episode one for this campaign. And you guys did pretty good. There were opportunities for you guys to get in a lot more trouble that you did not take. And I appreciate that shit i'm just wondering where oh if we got off the fucking path it would have been insane right there in the woods it could have yep. so we could have not made it through the woods yeah. there was a possibility <laughs> of not all three of you making it through the woods well see i think us Ominous. not being receptive is helpful because if we're walking through the woods and we hear something and we try to investigate it and it turns out to be like an eldritch being mm -hmm. this is better what we did was better but i mean couldn't something like just jump on us at any point? Is that if, a possibility? If you would have had higher perception, I can tell you this now because we are through this and I am actually going to release all my notes at GITM.site so everyone will be able to read them as well. If you would have been able to perceive, I, I believe it was actually Jessica that would have been able to perceive this part. Alongside the trail, there is a thin line of crystal salt on both sides of the trail. So that trail is warded. If Mel would have passed her perception check, she would have seen a fairy circle of fly amanita uh, mushrooms out in the distance. If BK would have passed his perception roll, he would have heard a low growl out in the middle of the woods and a faint sound of something being dragged off in the distance. A lumber for the stage. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fine it's just wood let's go this way and then i had an entire Work. scenario built should you have gone out and investigated that sound so Sports. it was a very low possibility and that's the problem with building these campaigns these homebrew campaigns is you have all of these different possibilities and you've got to try to figure out where the players are going to go and sometimes you waste time and that's okay because i still had fun so if and you I hadn't done it we would have been like what's that off the trail and you're like no 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 off the trail yeah, exactly <laughs> 
exactly that's the thing because I have done that before actually with Call of Cthulhu like the Call of Cthulhu game that I ran before was so insane like they picked all of the shit that I did not plan and I had to do everything (laughs) off the cuff and it was my first time running in this system and I was just pulling my hair out so I feel like I could be really good at off the cuff because I just be talking mad shit like all right there's a Wendigo out there bitch and he's like you want to go here's what's out there nothing good we don't say that word we said that's why i pronounced it like that okay uh, the wendy bull <laughs> um but yeah in the future definitely stuff you might be better at the off the cuff stuff you know that uh i'm not so good at and you could be the keeper in the future so i am here to teach and here to uh run this specific campaign like i said there's opportunities to continue this there's also opportunities for me to take what i wrote here and adapt it for a different part of the game at some point so it's never wasted it's always fun world building i like it i'm gonna start writing mine now Mount Mercer eats your heart up. Now that I kind of understand what we're doing, I can have fewer like question marks like floating over my head, but I get it now. I get it. You can find more about this podcast at ghostofthemagazine.site. And on Twitter, you can find us at GITM Podcast. You can find Steph at Witch X Pudding. You can find me at Nocturnical. You can find Mel at Hedda underscore Mel. And you can find Jay at Jay Rafferty Poet. Okay, bye.